0: Hey, Fraudcast listeners, it's Vince here. Uh, I got another interview for the free feed this week. Um, This week I talked to BJ Novak, uh, who made a movie called Vengeance, and I kind of had no idea what to expect from a movie written and directed by the dude who played Ryan on The Office um, before I watched it, Um, and then I I watched it and I realized it was kind of up our alley on the Fraudcast. You know, we have a segment called tales from NPR where we like to make fun of NPR and dunk on public radio. And, uh, in the movie BJ plays this guy, who is basically like a New York public radio guy, who's, uh, this girl that he had hooked up with winds up dead and their family thinks he's her boyfriend and invite him out to her funeral in West Texas. Um, and he thinks he he thinks he smells like a good true crime uh, podcast in this. So it's kind of like it's kind of like Doc Hollywood with a uh, New York podcaster. Um, Boyd Holbrook from Narcos plays uh, the dead girl's brother, uh, and it's just it's got lots of jokes about NPR and podcasting and the public radio world. And it seemed like it was very much like up our alley humor wise for the broadcast and uh but then it also it's produced by jason bloom so it kind of goes from kind of goes from comedy to more of a thriller um anyway i enjoyed it a lot and i enjoyed talking to bj novak didn't really know what to expect but i thought we had a pretty good conversation um i don't think you have to know anything more than that to understand it so i hope you enjoy it all right hello hey how's it going it's going great. How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, really enjoyed the movie. Oh, great. Thank you. That means a lot coming from you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know Uproxx, so oh, thank yeah. You. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I have a...
1: Recording in progress.
0: I have sort of a love-hate relationship with uh, like podcasts and public radio, and I feel like a lot of the comedy in this sort of uh, maybe grew out of that kind of uh, uh, the same relationship.
1: Absolutely. The love-hate. I mean, I I tried to put as many details in there as I can. You know, Ben's hookup in the first scene is wearing a Pod Save America shirt that I was uh, sure she must have dug out of a drawer there. Um, I got Terry Gross to play the sort of um, head honcho of the whole podcast network. Uh, So I definitely know that world and love that world. But I also um, I know it's kind of, you know, eye roll to be into that stuff and and I, I I wanted to kind of enjoy the comedy of taking someone who's very much from the NPR world and um and put him into something way bigger than he can handle and then of course he thinks he can handle because there is sort of a a slight judgmental arrogant um you know smarter than now to that world mm-hmm. um, so um so yeah, I really enjoyed you know both showing what I like about uh, what I like about that world and respect about that world and and what makes me a little. Um you know deserves to have some fun poked at it.
0: Right. Yeah, the uh you know, the Terry Gross voice cameo, like as soon as as soon as I heard that, it was like I think for anybody who listens to a certain amount of public radio, you're like, Oh, that's Terry Gross right away. Uh Oh, good, good. Um, so do you have like a uh a Mount Rushmore of of podcasters or uh, you know, as Mark Marin might ask it, uh, who are your guys? Uh
1: I don't listen to that many, uh actually. I like some of the interview ones. You know, I I do uh subscribe to uh Mark Marin and, and Dak Shepard, and but I, I usually click if I already want to hear the interview. To me, podcasts are a way to to just kind of have voices in your head that you'd like to spend time with. I don't listen to stories as much personally. I did like serial, I did like S Town, but Um, mostly I listen to those interviews and try to kind of learn or connect, but it is a, an optical illusion or an audio audio illusion. I don't know how you say Mm -hmm. that. Um, in that you on the one level, it's so intimate. You're so close to another person's voice on another, you just chose them from a menu. Mm You know, you don't know them at all. And even worse, you're not, um, listening on their schedule. Everyone is, is a person on a menu. And I thought that that was an interesting theme of the movie too, that, um, that, we all enjoy people, um, as it were, on our schedule. We text someone when we feel lonely. We hook up when we uh, wanna text someone. And if someone else texts us, we maybe text back later and, and you come to know. And this guy, his biggest flaw is he goes to um, this town to see these people as characters uh, in a podcast, which is really, I think, the danger of listening to these true crime podcasts is, is reducing everyone in our lives to characters so that's kind of i think a a theme of the movie is um is that whether it's you know listening to a podcast or you know texting back friends people can just become characters to us when we're so disconnected on on um from real life in real time
0: Mm -hmm. i mean that seems like um something that maybe you've been able to do with yourself uh in your career is sort of like turn yourself into like a certain um kind of character that i don't know maybe feels like a uh like you don't write you're you write, you're not afraid to write yourself as like obnoxious or like yeah you know pedantic like what's yeah that yeah I, mean, like? I
1: i like? know my flaws and um
0: <laughs> and
1: i don't like them any more than anyone else does and and uh you know that is that is a better place to start in comedy than um uh look look uh you know my heroic inner nature. Uh, so, and it also gives you somewhere to go. Now, in a in a movie, I couldn't just make jokes about what what I don't like about myself. I had to see, all right, well, how, if this were a character, not me, um, what's an interesting character? Because it's it'd be pretty depressing to just watch someone um, be annoying <laughs> for mm-hmm. an hour and a half. So, you know, then that was a different challenge: is to to really humbly think, well, what might be, what might someone else see in me? that I could live up to. And when the characters keep saying heart sees heart, my character is thinking, what are you talking about? This is a terrible misunderstanding until he thinks, well, maybe I could, I could um, find some heart.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, do you think that that has uh, gotten harder uh, in comedy to sort of um, write yourself into roles where like you're not the hero or you're not like righteous in a way like do you think people confuse uh like the characters that you create for yourselves with your actual personality
1: um i mean yes and no like on the one hand it, it can be um it can be frustrating to be so associated with ryan on the office who is such an obnoxious guy on the other hand um there was a lot of my worst traits in Ryan, you know, that's why I was able to play him. So I think that, um, yeah, I, I think, but I do think that, look, ideally I'd be the best person in the world and play the best person in the world. But, um, I think no one is really like that, not even the rock or whoever. So (laughs) yeah. in comedy, especially, you need to be brave enough, especially if you're writing it yourself, you have responsibility to, to, um, to really try to mine the worst
0: of you as as well as the best. Mm -hmm. I mean, speaking of that, like uh, I thought this was an interesting role for Ashton Kutcher, or maybe just, you know, an interesting role in general. Like, what did you see in him that made you think that he was right for this character? I mean, I don't know how you describe this character sort of like a a hillbilly Svengali or something, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) well,
1: exactly. And I knew I needed someone who not only could play, you know, this is the character that my character Meets and thinks, oh, this will be a kind of an easy, you know, character to make fun of a little bit. And in fact, he leaves thinking this guy is is smarter than I am. He's he's you know everything I wish I were. And uh, so I knew I needed someone who could surprise people. And I, you know, I met Ashton a little bit years ago, and I worked on Punked. But I had picked up over the years that he is he has this huge tech investment company and whenever I've seen him in an interview, talk about that, he's so intelligent and charismatic and, and um, you know, really gives these long explanations and theories. And I thought, I bet he could not only pull that off, but he'd be a shock, right? Mm -hmm. You never expect him to be that, which is what I needed for the character. So um, someone suggested him and I thought, well, that's pretty brilliant. And I met him at his office and, you know, I pointed to the whiteboard in his office. I said, oh, tell me about this company. And uh, he did at great length. And I would have invested all my money in that company. And I said, that's the character. That's just what you did just now. That's who this guy is.
0: It feels like you put um, a lot of your observations about uh, you know media and podcasting and, and the cultural landscape maybe into his mouth in some scenes. Did uh, Was that part of it?
1: yeah I mean, one thing I really like about writing is getting to explore your own ideas um and um, but they might not be right and and you might have different ideas. you know the movie isn't really a lesson and it's an exploration, so it's really fun to kind of um see, oh well, who might feel this way and who might say that and who might disagree and I guess it's kind of the oldest. Thing about drama that appeals to people is writing different characters with different points of view.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, speaking of some of the other people in the movie, I was actually really sort of surprised and impressed at how well Boyd Holbrook, Hol, Boyd Holbrook took the to comedy. Like, I think I actually like him better as a comedic actor uh-huh. now after this. I was <laughs> what again? Well, like, what did you sort of see in him, or what you know? What was that process like? The what most else?
1: important thing, you know, was not to make jokes out of the Texans. Uh, they're funny. And the contrast between them and my character is especially funny, but I couldn't uh, live with myself if I made them one-dimensional or jokes. And Boyd Holbrook has this amazing, dramatic career. But by the way, he also looks the part. I knew that me in a truck with him is a funny image, you know, mm-hmm. the, the unlikely combo. Um, this tall, handsome, blonde guy is clearly, you know, he grew up in Kentucky and um, always seems to have a smile on his face um but his dramatic career uh, was uh was what what sold me and he has a little spark of mischief and, and comedy in for example Logan so I saw it in him he he was terrified he came the first day with his script like covered and covered in <laughs> notes, ideas and thoughts and I said you don't need any of that I promise you play it like a drama just invest in in this and it will come out funny
0: yeah i mean it's funny because it's like he he's sort of has that like authentically rural uh aspect to him but then he's also like comic book character handsome so but yeah 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 exactly <laughs>
1: exactly and that it's hard to find with american actors now especially i feel like maybe people like that aren't encouraged to pursue acting It's not like a macho enough or cool enough profession, but you have to go to Australia or England to find, you know, macho, the macho American red state type. And I did not want to do that. I I wanted, I I wanted Americans to play the Americans, you know, and I wanted people from red States to represent that. And I liked that Ashton was from Iowa, Mm -hmm.
0: for
1: example. And um, yeah.
0: Uh, You mentioned Punked. I actually didn't even know uh, that you worked on that show. What was, um, yeah. What was, what was that like? What was going on in your life?
1: Oh man, it was it was like a, still my favorite job I ever had. I was uh, Hillary Duff's driving instructor. I was um, a clothing store person who busted Usher's little brother for shoplifting and demanded that he film a rap commercial for me in order to let the kid go. You know these really outrageous. You know, and these were the first celebrities I'd ever met by and large, and I was playing the worst you know day of their lives out for them um it was so surreal um to suddenly be doing that And on mtv which at the time ash and i were just telling someone yesterday like people don't understand how big mtv was back then it was like there was no TikTok, there was no instagram there was no youtube um all of youth culture uh, was centered around mtv so it felt like we were you know I, I had it was really his stage i just walked onto the the coolest stage in the world
0: so, and that was before The Office? Oh yeah, that was before The Office. Do you think that, you know, that kind of, like, sort of Borat uh, slash, you know, comedy where you're using real people, like, do you think that that um, helps uh, in scripted comedy? Like, what, do, like how, are those skills, like, complementary at all? Very much.
1: Um, I think that, well, at least in the comedy that I've done, um, which is not very mannered comedy, it is sort of the current um style of comedy and you know people ask all the time how much was the office improvised and the answer is not as much as you think but the fact that it could be improvised at any moment made the actors really alive in every moment on screen it made the writers write very realistically so um just the fact that there was that tightrope right in front of us at all times but we didn't have to walk on it um i think uh you know, forced a real realism into the comedy. Mm -hmm. And I think the more realistic something is, the funnier it is when it pays off. So I I do think that sort of improv blurred line has been an incredibly good influence on comedy.
0: Right. Um, I've been seeing a quote of yours going around um, talking about going to Harvard, making it more difficult to have a career in comedy. I was wondering if you uh, wanted to like clarify or elaborate or be (laughs) annoyed with that.
1: Oh, it's so 100% the opposite of what I was trying to say and I'm so sorry to anyone that thought that um not not at all I didn't mean that of course it's the luckiest damn thing you can have to get a job in a writer's room. what I meant was um, people don't see you on on the side of comedy you know those are the bad guys in the movies I get it you know um so um I I, I truly meant the opposite
0: um and
1: and I'm sorry it was it was misinterpreted
0: i mean you're taking that on yourself but do you feel like the uh the internet is like a context uh, and nuance removing machine uh <laughs> yeah again i'm
1: i'm not playing victim about it um because i i've been on all sides of it too i'm sure but yes and and i think that uh listening to each other um you know when you're online the way to get attention attention can be confused with connection and the way to get attention is by having a take. I mean, it's really one of the the themes in the film, and and it's even expressed outright by one character. So um, yeah, we'll all be on all sides of it. But I also think that you know what, if you're in the public eye, y- you can get made fun of and beaten up. You are a character out, out there, and um, you know, I, I've been a, I've been guilty of it too. So um, so I get it, I get it. And sometimes you need people to represent things that you that you have an opinion about, mm-hmm. but you know, someone said about reviews, it's, it always says more about the reviewer than about what they're reviewing. And, um, and I think it's true. And if that's a way for people to express how they feel, that's okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cause often their points of view are good.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, this movie, like it sort of started out and I felt like it was, it was kind of like doc Hollywood with, with podcaster at first. And then it sort of, you know, it sort of evolves into almost like a thriller. Was, the, was the tone, um, something that that was always that way or did it sort of evolve as you were writing it and making it
1: um the tone was always there um that the tone is really why i wanted to make it because i um i just i just felt that tone and, and wanted to put it on the page and then i wanted to direct the movie because i thought i had to protect that tone and i had to play the role because i had to protect that tone
0: i mean is that uh like you know having uh jason bloom as a producer is there sort of uh i mean is there pressure to make it like more what he's known for like i wanted i wanted that
1: pressure Mm -hmm. i completely wanted that pressure and sought it out i didn't want to make a sort of um you know um uh small acclaimed indie that no one actually laughs at uh, or is um invested in um um I, i i wanted to make something that that people actually enjoyed and and i knew that i would really need some help getting that made because those aren't my instincts you know i am more like the npr listener um that i play in the movies so i thought okay well jason blum has he's done it with get out um he knows how to take a brilliant idea and um and produce a movie that um you know that that hits us in our primal um storytelling bones So I I wanted that pressure and and he added it and I I was grateful for it. I said, help me make this more of a movie and less of an essay, you Mm -hmm.
0: know? And what did that help look like?
1: Well, he suggested, um, uh, well, it's really his executive, Cooper Samuelson, uh, who was really an incredible help sort of speaking on behalf of Blumhouse. But he suggested taking out the comedy in some places, um, adding longer moments of actual uh, emotion and danger, that i would have been too shy to do mm-hmm. that's cool all
0: right well i'm uh I'm, my time's about up anything you'd like to add before uh we jump off
1: um no thanks i mean whatever this i <laughs> do whatever this is will just be the pull quote so we'll see how the world um how the world takes whichever whatever they take out of it but i will say i have enjoyed the the full conversation with you a lot
0: yeah me too thanks a lot thank you all right take care